Good morning, good afternoon, good night, good evening, whatever it is you're doing. Actually, I usually say good evening, good night. I should say that first, but that's all on you, where and when you are listening. I'm the Meatball. This is the Meatballs for America podcast. We got our points guy, uh, points bet guy on for the whole cast today. We're going to talk a little of the points bet stuff since we only have two football games, and uh, he's going to stay in and chime in on everything we talk about. Points guy, you there? I am here. I am here. Uh, here's the thing. Number one, uh, I like to name things, and I'm not happy with my guy at points bet. I'm thinking possibly, what do you think about uh, points bet Paulie? Because Paulie's a good bookie name, and since you're like a pocket bookie. <laughs> points bet Paulie. You know what? I'm not crazy about it. I kind of like it. It's got a little ring to it. But I think we can do better. All right. Well, if you come up with something, you you, you you let me know. Now, we also play that game where I call it Revisit the Year. But uh, I got a new idea for that. Because like I said, I like to name things. I think it makes it catchier and stick in people's head. I want to call that Time Capsule Cannoli. What do you think of that? Ooh, Time Capsule Cannoli. I like that. You know, a like little, little play on that hot tub time capsule. It's a Time Capsule Cannoli. But uh, yeah, so uh, actually, why don't we start off with that? I'll ask the questions. We won't answer them yet. Uh, but give you an idea. Maybe you could cheat a little. Uh, but uh, here's the questions for the audience. The year is 2000. What I'm going to do this year, because 2000 was an election year, instead of asking you who the president was, I'm asking you who ran on the Democratic ticket, vice president and president, and who ran on the Republican ticket, vice president and president. Um, uh, tough. That's going to be tough, buddy. Yes, that is the minimum wage in 2000. Uh, I was off on that one. Number one movie at the box office, anyone from the top five, or even the best picture if you want to give that. Uh, anyone at the top five TV shows from the year 2000, because it's time capsule cannoli 2000. I love it. Who doesn't love cannolis? And 2000s is a little more recent history than the questions we've been getting. I had to go way back. Right. 2000, I might be able to get a grip on that one a little better. All right. When I get a different, a little different question this week, I got what was the hottest Christmas toy in 2000? Because I like to mix them up. I don't always ask that Dow Jones one. Right. I like it. I like and, it. Uh, you know, we got our four champions. So uh, they're the questions you guys could think of. Oh, and I, I threw in a bonus one. How much was a Big Mac? We could both answer that right now. I thought it was about a buck ninety. I was incorrect. How much do you think a Big Mac was in the year 2000? In 2000? I mean, they don't make money on Big Macs. They make it on soda and fries. So I'll say like uh, 99 cents. It's two fifty already to Big Mac then. Two fifty. Two fifty in the year 2000. Yeah, it's, it's, it's over five bucks now, isn't it? I should have looked and seen how much it was. I have no idea how much a Big Mac is because I stopped eating that shit a long time ago. But boy, did I love them in the day. I, I was always big on their double cheeseburgers. Oh. Oh, oh, dude. And I watched this video. They got out. These people are doing, they get a McChicken and a McDouble. And they put the chicken patty and the lettuce and the tomato in between the two burgers. That's like a big <laughs> thing now. They're nuts. Listen, any way to stuff more food in your face with a bite. I don't know about chicken and burger, though. I could see, like, the, the filet of fish. It's kind of like a surf and turf. You got a burger and a fish patty. I, I would try that, I think. I don't know. I love filet of fish. That's what I, when I go to McDonald's now, I don't get a Big Mac. I get chicken McNuggets and a filet of fish, or I'll get two filet of fishes. And I'll tell you something else about a Big Mac, because I did have one about 10 years ago. They're not as big as I remember them being. I got a Big Mac and I was done in like two minutes and I was thinking, 
shit, I could have wolfed down another one of those things. I was surprised. You know, it's funny you say that because I'm not a big, big Mac guy. And I had probably gone, and I'm still going back years when I finally did have one. I had probably gone years without having one. And uh, I got one, and I was like, man, I remember these being bigger. I did. I felt like I got cheated. I'm gonna, That's something I got to look into. I bet you they did change the patty size because then they got a grand Big Mac, which was like a bigger Big Mac, which I think is the size of the original Big Mac. Myself. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I'm, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look into that. Uh, anyway, uh, I closed last week. I was doing a little talking, and uh, my phone call request was for uh, favorite cartoons. And Mighty Mouse came up a few times, and it made me think of uh, Andy Kaufman. I'm gonna tell you a few stories about him. These these are are, are really funny stories. But uh, Mighty Mouse, he used to do a bit with Mighty Mouse. Uh, you you know who Andy Kaufman was? He played Locker Kravitz on Taxi, and he. I know who he is, absolutely. Okay, you remember the character Lockett Kravitz, the, yes. the mechanic on Taxi. I'm going back yeah. years. Okay. He was a foreign guy, real kind of nerdy and talking, you know, thank you very much. You know, kind of kind of like that. Well, he was actually a character in Andy Kaufman's stand-up routine. Actually, Andy Kaufman never even considered himself a stand-up comic. He considered himself a performance artist. But part of his bit when he was doing his stuff was uh, – foreign man and he'd come up and he'd basically talk like Laka and really not say anything funny and then he'd put a record on and he'd play a record and it was the Mighty Mouse theme song sometimes and he would stand there and you know he's talking like Laka and Kramitz and then uh, all of a sudden the Here It Comes to Save the Day would come on and he would do it in a big booming voice Here He Comes to Save it and people loved it Right. And he'd also put on, he did a fantastic Elvis Presley impersonation from when he was young, the dancing, the singing, the everything. I mean, he just, if you ever get a chance, look for it. He morphed in Elvis when he did Elvis. Uh, <laughs> but he would do Foreign Man and he'd put an Elvis record on. And, you know, his leg would start moving, then his hips, then his other leg, then he'd start dancing, then he'd start singing. And all of a sudden the record was off and he was doing an Elvis impersonation. And fans loved it. So... um when he got taxi in his contract, he wasn't allowed to do Foreign Man on stage. Hmm. So he was performing, and he had a cult following, and people would be like, Foreign Man, foreign, cheering for Foreign Man, and he couldn't do it. And he was getting so frustrated. So he, he's doing his act one night, and the people are saying, Foreign Man, Foreign Man. He says, if you say Foreign Man one more time, he says, I'm going to sit down and read you Gone with the Wind. So the fans say, foreign man, we want foreign man. Pulls out a chair, he sits down, he starts reading from Gone with the Wind. They're booing, they're yelling foreign man, foreign man. And finally he says, if you keep yelling foreign man, I'm going to play a record. So now they think foreign man's coming because foreign man always played the records. So they're screaming foreign man, foreign man. And he's reading Gone with the Wind. Finally, he gets up, he puts on the record. Guess what's on the record? Foreign man. Andy Kaufman reading Gone with the Wind right where he left off live on stage. <laughs> now, you see this, you're pissed off. Now, I'm going to give you one other story he did. He did a 30-minute set once where he rolled a sleeping bag out, rolled in his sleeping bag, and took a nap. So people paid, and his bit was, he. now, you're pissed off when it happened. How much did you laugh for three weeks when you're telling the story? I paid to yeah. go see this goddamn comedian. He unrolled the sleeping bag and took yeah. a nap. <laughs> but anyway, there's, when I when I heard the Mighty Mouse, I thought of those stories. How about you got any favorite comedians or stories about them you'd like to talk about? 
Yeah, I got one, but I'll tell you, there's a lot of things I could look back on that I was pissed off when they happened and I'd look back two weeks later and laugh my ass off. So <laughs> I could tell some of those stories, but I know everybody knows this guy, George Carlin. He was a famous love him. piss shit, cocksucker, motherfucker. The seven words you can't say on TV. The seven right? dirty words you can't say on TV. I think by the time he died, he had it up to 20, though. <laughs> well, yeah, there was, a, there was a lot, right? So he would rattle that off. But the best, and part of that same album was a little skit where he said, do you ever notice when you're driving and you're on the highway and there's cars around you and uh, some are passing? I love summer, this line, too. Go ahead. You, he goes, and, and everybody driving faster than you is a fucking maniac, and everybody driving slower than you is a fucking asshole. <laughs> you are driving at the absolute perfect speed. <laughs> And I think about it all the time when I'm on the highway and this guy flies by but, me. I'm like, fucking maniac. And then this guy's in front of me slowing me down. I'm like, this fucking asshole. And do you remember the final line of that bit? Uh, I'm driving at the perfect speed, I thought was the final line. No, then finally says, no wonder we can't get anywhere with all these fucking maniacs and fucking assholes <laughs> on the road. <laughs> it's just so true. And I do think about that because we all drive. We're all on the road. Uh, Somebody you, flies by you. What's the first thing? Fucking maniac. Yeah, that's it. And it's true. Everyone go fish. He's a maniac. Everyone slower is an idiot. I don't know if it was the same bit, but I also remember he did a bit where he said he would like to have a screen that pops out of the roof of his uh, car and he could type messages to other drivers. Like, you drive like you fuck. Slow and sloppy. That was another great George Carlin. Dude, you could go on and on about comedians. I wish I uh, I was busy this week. I didn't follow through on the phone calls. I wish I got more of them. Uh, another thing I promised that I was going to talk to everybody about, uh, there was an episode, I believe it was episode number 1768 of the Joe Rogan Experience. It's a podcast. Uh, I don't agree with everything Joe Podcast, Joe Podcast, Joe Rogan says on his podcast. I enjoy listening to his podcast, though. He's, he's funny. He's entertaining. He gives me a lot of information that makes me go look up and, and, and find out if it's true and if I'm wrong about things. Um, yeah. I am going to talk about his whole Neil Young and Spotify deal after this, but uh, last week I had mentioned something about, he had this guy on Robert Epstein. I believe he's a doctor. I think it's Dr. Robert Epstein. He, sound, he sounds like a 20-year-old nerd, but if you watch the video of the podcast, he's actually an older man, and it seems like he's pretty smart. Now, I think he's a little out there on the conspiracy theory, but uh, I teased his a little last week, and I said Google practices S&M, but it's not that S&M. It's that surveillance and monitoring. And that's what they do every time you use them. And basically what this guy is saying is they're constantly gathering information. Their whole model is surveillance. Um, and there's browsers and then there's search engines. Now, I'm, I get confused with all this. Definitions that I looked up, a browser displays websites. A search engine is a website that allows you to search other websites and displays those search results. But mm. so Google, <laughs> go ahead, I'm sorry. No, that's um, didn't know there was a, that much of a delineation between a search engine and a browser. It's all the same to me. Google or whatever I'm using, and that's you know that's my yeah. But like Google's engine. a browser. I mean, Google is a search engine. Chrome would be their browser, but Chrome is Google's browser. Well, here's God. the thing. What he was saying, and I looked it up, and I I, I said some, I found some research on. I was going to do more, but like I said, I, I I had a hectic week. I didn't get to do a whole lot in it. But um, they actually shut down the entire internet once Google because Google, they mark if if there's a problem site, they get blacklisted. 
somehow every website in the world got the blacklist switched, flipped. So for about an hour, the entire internet was down. I think it was like 12 years ago. You can look it up. Google wow. stops the internet. Um, now, this guy says he thinks it was a prank by nerds. He, he's a self-proclaimed nerd, he says. He says, because it conveniently happened during the only two or three hour stretch of an entire week that every single stock market is closed down. Because hmm. he's saying if they would have done it while they were up and running, they would have gotten in big trouble and people would have been looking for them. But because of they did it when they did it, they didn't search it so much, which makes sense, but it's also a far out you know, explanation that you can't really prove for right. a thing. But anyway, here's the deal. Based on what he's saying, and you got to listen to the to, to that episode, and it's something I'm going to research and follow up more on. But every single web page and browser and search engine goes to Google's blacklist to find out if you're allowed to see a site. So if Google decides they don't want meatballs for America's podcast, they flick the blacklist switch on it and nobody will be able to pick it up on their internet. I cannot believe that company has that much power and it, they got to do something about it if that's true. What do you think? Well, absolutely. The first thing I thought of was you can't give that much power to one company where if they feel something's not appropriate to be viewed, they could just shut it down. That's insane. Mm. That's absolutely insane. Look what Twitter did to Trump. Look what all social media did to Trump. Look, I know. Look what Facebook, Twitter, look what they all did to the Hunter Biden laptop story when it first came out pre-election. They didn't let any information out about it until after the election. Yep, because they're, they're you know, the, the media, the left wing controls the media. They control the universities. They control Hollywood. And if you don't fit in their box and they don't like what you're saying, they can shut you down. And that's just so anti-American and it's so wrong. You know, whatever someone's opinion is, whether you agree with it or you don't, they're certainly entitled to their opinion and their thoughts. Period. At the end, I mean, it's it's censorship at its at its root, and it's it's sad and it angers me. I I agree one hundred percent. That's one of the reasons why I started doing this podcast because I want people to express their own opinions because it's it's to the point now where. You know, if if you don't agree with systematic racism, if you don't agree that white people are bad in CRT, if you don't agree that Biden is the best, they want to cancel you. You're not allowed to say this stuff. It's unbelievable. If you don't agree with Dr. Fauci, I mean, it's the same thing. He did a lot of things behind the scene to censor people. And now a lot of that is coming out. What he did to shut other people opinions down, doctor, scientists, you know, world-renowned virologists that didn't agree with his initial protocols, you know, he controls about, and I really think this number is low, $30 billion in grants. So you think about it, right, Meatball? Mm -hmm. I have to please you to get my money to put my podcast or put my car on the road. And if you're pissed off at me, I don't get gas for my car. That's the position that he holds over the entire United States of America. All these virologists that are doing this research. I don't care if you're doing a research on a mouse or you're doing a research on a monkey. It has, could have nothing to do with coronavirus. He's the one that says, OK, we'll release this $25 million to your university. So you can imagine how petrified anybody was to piss this man off. Oh, I, I, I could imagine. And I, that, that's another thing they got to look at and change. Well, here's. 
Here's the other thing, getting into this, what this Dr. Robert Epstein was talking about. Now, with Google, your search engine, when you start typing, they control what pops up in that bar. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he did something with Joe Rogan. Now, I tried it on my phone and it didn't work. But if you just type in Hillary on Google, all positive stuff comes up. Now, if you used Bing, the most commonly searched thing. So, Hillary's bad emails might come up there, but Google controls it. And now here's what they're saying. Absolutely. That by controlling what you see, because the human humans are uh, drawn to negatives. So even if there are 15 positive things, if within the first four they put a negative up, you're going to go into that negative. So if you Google Trump, it's going to give you 15 suggestions. Within the first four, there's going to be one or two negatives, and they're the ones you're going to focus on, and they're the ones your mind's going to even subconsciously remember, which is unbelievable. And they yeah. control us that way. And I I did once. I'll never forget this because I know when you do searches, because anything I search for, if I search for trash bags, all of a sudden I'm getting Facebook ads for trash bags. It's amazing. Yeah, it's called geofencing. But- so. Yeah that's, what yeah, that's how they market. That's part of their marketing ploy. If you like a sweater, you'll get advertisements for sweaters on Instagram. If you, you know, save something, you'll get, you know, you buy a piece of furniture on Amazon, you get advertisements for furniture. Yeah, they got you dialed in. They well, got you dialed. I want to go one step further. I had a conversation with somebody once, and I happened to talk about John Kennedy. And he wore Brooks Brothers suits. All of his suits were Brooks Brothers. I'm pretty sure that was the name of it. I knew the information then. But anyway, I had the conversation with somebody. So then I'm driving to Atlantic City, and I'm at a red light, and there's a Brooks Brothers in the Tangiers outlets. You know, my damn phone tells me uh, uh, approaching a Brooks Brothers Brothers outlet on your left. Yeah, Now, I drove into Atlantic City a thousand times, never heard it. Heard it that day on my way in and on my way out of the casino parking lot. And I never looked or searched. I had a conversation about it. Yeah, it's scary. But the thing is, it's just all bots, right? Like robots, they call them bots. Mm -hmm. It's all bots that they have algorithms that will highlight what you like and send you advertisements for things that, you know, purveyors think you'll buy. It's not like there's a there's a person. What irritates me is there actually is one or two left wing psychopaths. Like I'm not talking left wing or center people or right wing or center people. I'm talking way left people that are on these giant internet companies that if you don't if you don't toe the line, like that Hunter Biden laptop story, you brought that up earlier. That mm-hmm. was that great example of the ability for them to shut down a story that was posted by the oldest publication in the United States. The New York Post came out with that story and they shut down the New York Post. No one read about that. Now, I just I'm, I'm about halfway through and we won't spend a lot of time on this because your point is they can shut you down. They can censor you. They're controlling the media. Whether you whether people realize it or not, they're controlling what you think and what you see. That laptop, I'm halfway through. I'm sorry to laugh. I'm halfway through Laptop from Hell. I I, Um, I got the book. I haven't started reading yet. I want to read it. Meatball, it is fucking scary what they shut down and how corrupt Hunter and the whole Biden clan are. Now, I know all 
politicians are corrupt. So, okay, it's cool. I'm a, I'm a senator. I'm going to get my kid a job. That doesn't even bother me. Okay. If I was a senator, I would get my son a job somewhere too. All right. Yeah. That's through my connections. That doesn't bother me at all. And I know that bothers some people. That doesn't irk me. And I don't want to get into it. But if you read this book, the level of the corruption that they're at would irk anyone. And they shut it down. They shut it down. Ah, uh, dude, he's I, the Corleone family and the Godfather, I don't think, are as corrupt as the Bidens. I, I really so and he's Hunter Biden's a bagman. That's what Hunter is. He's Joe's bagman, I think. If you read the book and 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 you heard some of the stories, but you read the book, it's excerpts from his text messages. It's from his laptop emails that he sent, how his father was getting paid, how his brother was getting paid, how they were lining everything up. It's it's scary, and there's no doubt in my mind that it happens because we all know politicians my, are corrupt. My guy, my guy. Ooh. Yeah. Come on, you know this is all Russian disinformation. <laughs> you know it. Russia, Russia, Russia. Russia, Russia. Russia. You know, the the amazing thing is how they accuse the right of everything they do. They were colluding with Russia to create the fake Russia collusion story to steal dossier. It's amazing. It's it's you know that's why an informed American is much better off than people who just. You know, there's people that don't watch the news, they don't read the paper, they don't listen to a podcast like yours or or any others, and they just blindly go like the drifters, like a styrofoam cup in the fucking ocean. They have no idea what's going on. And I know a lot of people like that. They're smart people, successful people, but they just styrofoam cups in the ocean. They have no idea what's going on. When you try to tell them, it's almost like, no, no. Yeah. I, yeah well, guess what? Really I was a styrofoam cup in the ocean three years ago. I mean, I just started, you know, paying attention to stuff and can't believe how manipulated I was because I believed all the BS. I really did. We, we, we all are victims of it at some point or other, you know, try to keep an open mind. But, you know, at the same time, you, you know, anybody with a brain in, in the head could see what was going on. They wanted that story suppressed so that Biden got a chance to, to win the election, which he did. And if that story would have came out and it would have, you know, like Russia, 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 which was all bullshit, it would have, it, it could have very easily changed the outcome of the election. And they knew that. So, oh, oh yeah, know. that's why they sat it well. And that's, I think, Giuliani and Trump had it a lot, a lot earlier than they let it out. They tried to specifically place it when they did. But uh, eh, kudos to them. They won the chess match there, the damn Dems. Yep. I'll tell you that. But then that's because people are dumb enough to listen, listen to that. Uh, real quick, hold on. Let me just give you, uh, I didn't announce how to get in touch with us here. This is the Meatballs for America podcast. I'm always looking for your points of view, your suggestions, your bitches and gripes, your agreements, your disagreements. Even if you want to call me and tell me nasty things about me, I don't care. This is a free speech podcast. Give me a call at 307-363-2669, or you can email me at meatballsforamerica.com. That's all lowercase and the number four, not the word four, at yahoo.com. Meatballs for America at yahoo.com on the email, 307-363-2669. Leave the meatball a voicemail. Uh, I got my guy from PointsBet on the line. We're going to get into some PointsBet stuff real quick. Uh, I went 0-2, and, and you went 2-0, and I believe. I picked a winner but lost by the spread, which I told you was my curse this whole season. Uh, yeah. What do you think of the Super Bowl matchup? Who do you like? 
Well, just as a as a correction, I went one and one. I did have San Francisco getting three and a half, and that half is a huge, huge deal in in the NFL. I mean, three and a half, it might as well be you might as well be laying six if you're laying three and a half. So I did lose the Kansas City pick. I really thought they were going to blow Cincinnati's doors off. So I was incorrect with that one. But a split never kills you. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Oh, the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, people. Yeah, I'm I'm not super excited about it. I was looking to to have Kansas City in there. I like Joe Burrow. Um, pulling for Cincinnati a little bit. Not a huge Stafford fan, although he's a great quarterback. Uh, the Rams, look, they earned it. They earned it. And you cannot say the Bengals didn't earn it because they beat the one and the two seed on the road to get to the Super Bowl. So in back-to-back weeks and and, and... – <laughs> One of the best quarterbacks of all time they beat. I was kind of looking forward to when the playoffs started, Mahomes, Brady, too. But uh, yeah. I think I think I'm think i a Burrow fan. I mean, I, I just like the kid. But, man, he, he looks like an 11-year-old boy, don't he? That man, that man has not bought a razor yet. <laughs> <laughs> he really does. He's the baby-faced assassin. I mean, he gets out there. Listen, some people, you know, when, 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 when crunch time, they crumble. And this kid has showed. Time and time again, he's not going to crumble. He's going to step up in the big moment. So, you know, you have to lean towards Cincinnati because they're getting four points. And I am tired of losing money betting against the Bengals. I bet <laughs> the Tennessee Titans, loser. I bet the Kansas City Chiefs, loser. I even bet Kansas City the last game of the season when they played Cincinnati, loser. So <laughs> you can't beat them, join them. My money will be on the Bengals getting four. That's the line but four right now. The line is four right now. There's obviously there there could be some fluctuation that, yeah, but we it's got not two gonna, weeks, yeah. Yeah, it's not going to dip below a field goal. I'll take the Bengals with four, and if I had to, I would say that the Rams are going to be your Super Bowl champions, but they're not going to cover the four. It'll be a you know these playoff games, Meatball, have been down to the last play, overtime, field goals. You've watched them; they've been insane. So you got to take the four because if the trend continues, we're looking at an overtime game. We're looking at a game decided by less than three points the way the playoffs are going. There hasn't been one blowout. Yeah, true. True so, that. How about that over-under? Is there a number out yet? Uh, I looked. It was. I think it was 52 was the over-under. And I'd lean toward the under because the Rams have a really good D. Cincinnati's defense isn't great statistically. But they step up when they need to. So I would lean toward the under. I mean, I'm going to need some more time to make an official pick on the total. But I'm not coming off of the Bengals. I learned my lesson betting against that team. I'm just going to go off. <laughs> now, that stadium's completely outdoors, right? They, uh, they don't have a retractable roof or any of that, right? No, it's outdoors. It's open-air stadium. And it's L.A. So yeah, well, you're gonna- you should be good weather. But, I mean, you could get wind and rain. But I, I just couldn't remember if uh, that stadium had that. It's- no. It never rains in L.A. this time of the year. They're going to get perfect weather. I, I had a friend who had moved to San Diego. It was actually my brother's friend. But he said, uh, yeah, he says, out here your car engines burn out before your wiper blades. <laughs> I like that line. That's a good one. Uh, so uh, we're kinda, we're, what we're going to do, oh, let's make sure we uh, let everybody know about PointsBet. Because if you sign up for PointsBet and you're a new account holder and you put in our code, Meatballs, you're going to get a free $2,000 bet. How that works is yeah. for every dollar you deposit, they will match it and give you a free bet 
up to $2,000. You bet any of that $2,000 on anything you want, you win. It's cash in your pocket. No strings attached. Am I right on that, my guy? That's exactly right, Meatball. And you could deposit a hundred dollars, we'll match a hundred dollars. Whatever your budget is, I just can't go. We, we can't go over two thousand. That's our our highest match. But most of the people that are putting in five hundred, taking five hundred, had a couple guys put in a thousand. I even had a guy put in a hundred bucks. But whatever your budget is, you know, we'll, we'll match whatever you're comfortable, uh, whatever you're comfortable depositing. And I wanted to mention real quick a parlay prop bet that I had last week that paid $3,800 for a $100 bet. And I almost hit it. So first touchdown of the game, okay, has to be the first touchdown of the game. I had Tyreek Hill scoring the first touchdown. Ding, of the ding, game. ding, ding, ding. Beautiful catch. Ding, too. Ding, Great ding, play. Ding. <sighs> oh, just a bullet pass. I didn't, I didn't even care who it was to at the time that it was Tyreek Hill. And I was like, yes, Tyreek Hill. Yes. The second part of that parlay was Debo Samuel scoring the first touchdown. Okay. I like those. LA, oh, dude. LA was, I was like, they had a third and 15 and Stratford, Stafford threw a bullet past the cup in the end zone. And my bet was dead because that was the first touchdown of the game. Right. Mm-hmm. If they could have held him to a field goal on the very next possession, Swing pass, Debo, Sam, a little screen pass, 55-yard touchdown. So he got the second touchdown of the game, not the first touchdown. So, therefore, you lose the bet. But if they would have stopped the Rams, San Fran scores with Debo, I collect almost four Gs, and, and I only risk 100 bucks. Now, that's what's beautiful about it. And that is, dude, get your $2,000 in and put a $2,000 one of those in and, and just pray to the guys of football. <laughs> Well, listen, the beautiful part about it is you could do that, and that $2,000 bet would pay, holy, what, what the heck would that pay? Well, if you were saying, if you were going to get 3500 on 100 at 2000 yeah, so, you'd get seventy grand. <laughs> yeah, you would get 70000 bucks, and I'll tell you, uh, there's a lot of- No risk, seventy grand re- reward. I like that. Oh, listen, it's, why doesn't everybody do it? And a lot of people do do it. Every single friend I have has, has taken a shot. Uh, my relatives, my cousins, my everyone has said, okay, I'll sign up. Give me the free money. Let me take a shot with the free bet. And a lot of them continue to use the site um, because it's a good site and it's fun. So real quick, also, there's a, there's a, a, you know, Instagram, there's a, there's a sports line. It's a company called sports line. They put a lot of tickets out there that actually win. So mm-hmm. I, a guy predicted the exact score of both games and put it in a $5 parlay, okay? Now, picking the person that's going to score the first touchdown is hard. Yeah. Okay. In, in two games. Cool. Okay. <laughs> this guy, and it was more than one person, it was actually two people, predicted the score, exact score of both games, and put it in a dollar parlay. The other guy put it in a $5 parlay. Do you know what the $5 parlay paid? You want to take I, I, I would say somewhere in a ballpark of ten thousand dollars. I mean, it's got a hundred, a hundred and eighty-seven grand. Oh, holy on five dollars! Five dollar parlay paid one hundred eighty-seven thousand dollars. Twenty and that's uh-huh. twenty-five thousand. The one on five dollars is one hundred and seventy-five. Is one hundred and twenty-five thousand. Jesus Christ! Well, it's it's insane. But here's the caveat: just so your listeners know, if he would have predicted Kansas City winning. 
that parlay would have paid a lot less, right? Mm -hmm. This guy actually had the Bengals beating Kansas City 27-24. So as soon as you pick a seven-point underdog to win the game outright, the odds on that parlay get skyrocket. And that's why he got paid so much. Exactly. Because the second game, he had the favorite winning. And anybody could predict the score of the second game. You know, Rams by a field goal. Take your pick. Pick, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know? Alrighty. Uh, so once again, you get that money by going to pointsbet.com, signing up. If you're a new client, you put in meatballs in the promo code. It'll come right up and say, do you have a promo code? You put in meatballs, you're going to get up to $2,000 matched for a free bet. And yeah. I believe you said they could split those bets up, too, if they'd like that amount. Yeah, the bets get split up into four ways. They get split up four. So if you put a hundred bucks in, you get four twenty-five hour free bets. If you put two thousand bucks in, you get four five hundred dollar free bets. You don't have to split the bets up. It's up to you. But if you want to, you can. You I would can, take one but, big. I would take one big shot myself. Yeah, but you could take a. You could do whatever you want. You get more crazy shots at some you know brass ring if you did twenty-five on some crazy parlay action. You know, you you got four chances at the brass ring, but. Yeah, a lot of people do one big, big swing. All right, so uh, let's wrap up the points bet section with our uh, time capsule cannoli segment. Let's let's mm. get your answers. Uh, you answer the first question first, and then I'll answer it, and then we'll give it the answers. All right, the two thousand was an election year. Who were the Democrat ticket, and who was the Republican ticket? The Republican ticket was Mitt Romney, and I have no idea, and the Democratic ticket was Obama-Biden. Two, I probably 2000. Huh? 2000. 2000. I, I know oh, yeah, Bush okay. won because he was, pre- uh, he was president in 2001, and I know Cheney oh, was, was his vice oh, president. I knew he ran against Gore. I had no idea who Gore's number two was. Turns out it's Joe Lieberman, but I would have never known that. Oh, I would have never. Listen, I was only off by uh, six years. Give me a little credit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, the minimum wage in 2000, I'll answer this one first. I thought it was 725 because I thought it's been 725 for more than 20 years. I right. was wrong. What do you think it is? Uh, in, in 2000, I'll say. Uh, Lower than that. I'm going to say, well, no, maybe I'll say $11. No, no, it was lower. Five fifteen. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's always going up. Yeah, it's 725 is the highest it's been. I think the way I asked that question, I might have confused you. No, I just suck at this game. You didn't <laughs> I tried to give you an out. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. As long as, my, long as my picks are good, that's all I care this, about. This one, neither one of us is going to get. I was way off. Uh, and it only it only one answer, and I don't think there's any way you're going to get it. Although you might get it, because you had children then, I think. Oh, hottest know. Christmas toy in 2000. You go first. Okay, hottest Christmas toy in 2000. I'm going to say the Wii. Now, see, I thought the same way as you. I thought PlayStation. Okay. It was the Razor Scooter. Oh, an outdoor oh, toy. Kids actually got an outdoor toy play game oh, in 2000. Ain't that amazing? I had to get I, that. We had to be in the top five. I had to go on some secret website and I paid triple just to get it. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. I've had number one movies. Can you give me one of the top number five movies or the movie of the year? Well, this is where I really excel in completely sucking at this time capsule cannoli game. So 2000, I'm just placing myself where I was. 
the how about mm, 2000 i'll go with uh the titanic no i'm not even sure what year <laughs> the titanic was i i thought uh what did i where did i write my answers with walls i thought that may have won i know that won an academy award around that time i think the movie was atrocious so i took a stab with that that wasn't even in the top five. How the Grinch Stole Christmas was the number one movie. Mission Impossible what? 2. Yeah, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I think that's the one with Jim Carrey, though. I, I never saw it, but I think he did a pretty good job. I, I, I did see it. It was a good flick, but I can't believe that was number one movie. Hey, wow. People taking their kids out to see the movie, probably. It, holy shit. Mission Impossible what? 2. Mm-hmm. Now, Gladiator, I knew that was a great movie, just that I didn't know the year. Perfect mm-hmm. Storm, and I actually should have known this, and I knew it was around 2000. Meet the Parents. Oh, that's a classic. Oh, that was a great movie. Absolutely. <laughs> Dude, I, I have teach, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> Remember when he told him he used to milk the cat? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can, you can milk any animal with a teat. <laughs> De Niro says, I have teach, Greg. Can you milk me? <laughs> I don't know why that just popped into my head. But that's that's a line that I every once in a while I'll see a cat drinking milk or something and i just see robert de niro saying i have teach greg can you milk me classic classic funny show man all right so that was time capsule cannoli i like that name we're going to name for uh we either got to do pocket bookie paulie points bet paulie the only reason why i'm going to go paulie because a it's a good guido name and b it's good for a bookie but yeah come up with something different final thing i want to talk about uh it's been all over the news just want to get some opinions on that uh neil young and now many others you know they tried to give spotify the ultimatum on joe rogan uh Mm -hmm. because he presents alternate opinions now i said it earlier i I enjoy watching his show because he gives me things to think about i very rarely disagree i mean i very rarely agree with anything he presents i am pro vaccine i am pro mask i'm anti-mandate on any of those but i i don't understand how if anybody reads the science they wouldn't be pro for either of them but that's that's for a different different angle so he presented some information uh which is you know not not the mainstream information on vaccinations and and what to do with this uh pandemic and this disease and uh neil young didn't agree with it so he gave spotify an ultimatum either you shut joe rogan down or you can't play my music I personally think, hey, Neil Young never had that much cachet, but even even at his most, I don't think he had that cachet. But who is he to give somebody an ultimatum and, and, and demand to silence somebody's right to free speech? That's that's what I think. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 atrocious. It's insane. It's absolutely can, can, can contradicts everything this country stands for. And I said at the beginning of your podcast. Just because you don't agree with my opinion, who the hell are you? It's the cancel culture bullshit. And and the funny thing about it is you're talking about a fringe minority that is so loud that you govern toward the fringe minority where you need to be in the center where most people are. And this clown in office right now is trying to appease the AOC supporters and the Bernie Sanders supporters and the Adam Schiff supporters and the Nancy Pelosi types. Fuck those people and come back to where most of America is, Joe. And then maybe your presidency can be something more than a fucking disaster because I have to live in this country. I'm rooting for you. Get something fucking right, please. That's what people don't understand. I don't want, you know, they're like, you're such a Biden basher. I was like, but I want the guy to succeed. Please. Oh. 
Give me something to look forward to. Give me something that he's doing right so there's some positive because I can't see it. And, and, And I don't know how his past got so buried for this election. I mean, they, they they took him to get rid of a liar and a racist, and he's probably the biggest documented liar and racist in the history of American politics. I mean, it's amazing. Absolutely. If you know anything about the Bidens, he's both of those things. And there's there's hours of I have hours of film of him saying yeah. racial things, lying, saying the opposite end of both. But anyway, I, I didn't want to go on there. I just want to talk about this free speech thing. I will give Joe Rogan credit, and I think you got to give him a little respect. He came out, he apologized. He said, hey, look, I, I present opposing views and the non-mainstream, the non-consensus views. He says, I have to be more responsible. I will put a disclaimer out before every uh, show that I am presenting these views that the best thing to do is speak to your doctor, which is what the meatball has said since episode one, that I express my opinions and I don't tell anybody to do anything, but talk to their doctor and see what their best course of action is. Uh, So I give him credit for all that. I I, I really do. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up. Uh, I hope you guys like this format. I just wanted to try something different for my 12th episode. I'm going to sit down, analyze the episodes I did and figure out which way I'm doing the show from here out. Points guy will be back. Time capsule cannoli is going to stay. We're definitely going to have a little what's mashing my meatball segment where I'm going to complain about something. But as <laughs> as always, the voicemail line is open to everybody for you to express your opinions on anything we spoke about today, anything we spoke about on previous shows, or anything you just want to speak about. I'll give you my opinions. I'll let you know if I agree with it. I'll let you know if I think you're stupid for thinking it. Or you can let me know if you think myself or my guy at points better stupid for what we think and said. That's what freedom of America gives you to do. But this was... Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I was just agreeing with you wholeheartedly. Absolutely. That's what America's about. Express your opinion. I express mine. And no one has to be, you know, so over the top about it. And, you know, if you can't do that, then just stay out of the conversation. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's I, I agree. And I, like I said, I don't know how two people can just disagree about a politician and make them hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> Joe <laughs> Biden and Donald Trump don't give two shits about me. I'm not going to lose a friend because he prefers Biden. And I'm going to tell him he's an idiot for preferring him. But, you know. know, yeah, I could argue with him for an hour and a half and then go out and have drinks and, you know, forget we even argued. Right, right. But again, you get you get a touch of the show, Meatballs for America podcast via voicemail at 307-363-2669 via uh, email. I'm going to delay that a little. Via email. I'm going to leave it. I don't care. Uncut, this whole version is. Get in touch with me via email at Meatballs for America, all lowercase, the number four, not the word for, at yahoo.com. I'm also Frank Talker on Facebook. Look for me there. Send me a friend request. And I'm at MBS for America on Twitter. It's capital M, capital B, capital S, the number four, capital A, finish spelling America, at MBS for America on Twitter. Uh, follow me on there. I say a lot of funny things to the POTUS every morning. I let him know what a lousy job I think he's doing. And they don't block me for cursing him, which is very nice. AOC's blocked me a few times because I told her I thought she was a whiny bitch. I suddenly get 12-hour restrictions. <laughs> oh, gosh. But I've, oh. I, I've flat out F Joe Biden directly to his Twitter, and they haven't done nothing, which I like. 
At least uh, he probably because he can't read. He might agree with me like he did that one statement. Let's go, Brandon. Ah, uh, did you? Can you believe he said that? I agree with it wholeheartedly. No, I can't because he's just so clueless. That just that 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 makes a, a huge statement on how clueless this guy is when he's saying, "I agree." Let's go, Brandon. Yeah, because he just tells people what they want to hear, and he he, yeah. he didn't he had no idea what the guy said. But he said, oh, if I repeat this and say, I agree, I'm going to make this man happy. Who cares what it means? So he said, yeah, I agree. Go fuck myself on national TV on a Christmas special. Wonderful. <laughs> uh, the, the, the depths of his inadequacies and his absolute incompetence just paralyzes me on a weekly basis. And like we said earlier, I, I'm rooting for this man to get something straight. Maybe we could do a show about that because there's a lot of things he could do that he just is not doing, and I just can't imagine why. I I just really wish he'd answer some questions about some of the stuff that's so bad. I know, I know. Well, well, he still has time. Hopefully, he'll figure it out soon. Well, that is going to be our podcast. We're going to turn the microphone off for the week. My guy at Points Bet, I appreciate you, you hanging out with me for this 45 minutes. Nice talk. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to our conversation. Uh, I don't like to do interview, interview. I like people to just, they're sitting at the bar over here in our conversation. I think it's the best way to do an interview. I think it's the most honest way to do an interview. Uh, and I enjoyed our conversation. Hope you did too. I will talk to you next week. Everybody take care of yourself. The Meatballs microphone is off.